Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Gigabit Nation. I'm your host, Craig Settles, and we're here to help public, private, and nonprofit organizations get broadband everywhere it needs to be. It's um, very difficult sometimes for communities that are wanting to build um, public broadband networks uh, to succeed if you don't have a plan. Um, however, this can be a bit of a challenge for uh, some cities, particularly the smaller ones who may not have all of the necessary expertise to craft an effective uh, broadband strategy plan. Um, so, luckily, the Environmental Protection Agency has responded to the President's directive to get um, uh, federal agencies is to how to assist in any way they can in the drive toward broadband. Uh, and they have created a program called Cool and Connected, which is um, directed to assist communities uh, with developing uh, strategic broadband plans. Now, here to talk about the uh, program is Ed Finley, who is the director of the program. Ed, welcome to the show. Thanks, Craig. Thanks for having me. So the the first thing probably is on a lot of people's minds is um, how did the EPA get involved with broadband? Ah, that's, a, that's, that's an excellent question. Uh, and we are working with the USDA on this. So EPA okay, and the USDA Rural Utility Services are uh, working together on this uh, cool and connected initiative. Um, but but we at EPA uh, have a mandate to protect the natural environment and uh, protect people's health. Uh, one way to do that is by helping to uh, build walkable uh, communities uh, and to revitalize downtowns and traditional neighborhoods because if we can create places that are vibrant and walkable um, and focused development in places that are already developed, that um, helps people to walk or bike instead of driving places, and it also helps to preserve rural lands. So mm -hmm. where does broadband come into this, you may ask? Well, what we've noticed is that a lot of uh, communities – um, an increasing number of communities have succeeded in leveraging broadband along with other amenities and assets to create places where people want to be and where people want to live and want to work and want to spend money and invest. So that's the EPA interest in broadband, uh, but more specifically, what we want to do with Cool and Connected is to help communities use broadband for the purpose of downtown revitalization and for the purpose of community de of of smart community development. Okay. Now, in that um, role and uh, focus on uh, the downtown areas, does this mean that we're looking at help with um, just a what I would call a limited limited reach network, or is the idea that um, 
you would assist with the um, community developing the entire network or the planning for the network uh, overall. It's not, so it's well, not just a... Yeah. So this is a pilot program, Craig, and we're looking for partners right now. And if you Google EPA Smart Growth, uh, or EPA Cool and Connected, you can see uh, the call we have put out to communities where we're welcoming letters of interest. And, mm -hmm. you know, we're open to uh, hearing from communities and about their needs. Uh, as long as they involve using broadband or Wi-Fi for the purpose of place-based development. So, um, you know, I would say it, it could be any number of things where we're going to want to help partner with communities. One example would be is um, that a community has broadband in a particular area, say a Main Street area, um, but they could use some help in uh, using that broadband service. Um, organizing themselves, putting it together with other community assets in a way that allows them to market themselves, market that Main Street area or the town, and, and get people to want to visit or, or to invest. So it could be you, you have it in your Main Street and, and you want to make better use of it. It could be help with um, strategizing over a Wi-Fi zone. Again, it could be a place where you have access, but Perhaps businesses or public entities could use a Wi-Fi to create a place where uh, people want to be. Um, it could be um, a community that is uh, getting broadband now but has questions and needs related to where do you target those last miles and um, how do you get that last mile service in the right place. It could mm -hmm. be about anchor institutions. We've seen communities sometimes have choices um, in what they will be wiring up. And um, we know that with some public programs to help with broadband access, community facilities, whether a hospital or a school or other community facilities, um, can be, you know, can receive that, um, you know, those, those middle mile access. But one of the questions is, is, is what place do you pick and how do you strategize over that? And if you pick a place that's going to have access, how can you pick in a way that you're going to be able to leverage that so that it's not just the place itself that is benefiting, but you know, how can a broader neighborhood or a broader community benefit? So those are the types of things that going into this we're thinking. We might be able to help with some expertise and some planning assistance. Um, and some partnerships, but on the other hand, Craig, like I said, we're, we're just open to hearing from communities as to what their needs are, and as long as it's related to broadband and place-based uh, uh, economic development, we'd like to hear about it. Okay. Um, so there's a, um, a date in February. Is the idea that this is a, I, was, I think it's the 24th, um, is that when you want to have all of your submissions there and then you're going to take whatever time to kind of sort through it and, and figure out some direction from that? That's, that's right. So the call that we have out now, which is available on that website, um, actually both websites, uh, uh, USDA Rural Utilities Service uh, also has a copy of our call on their website. 
Um, that call uh, says that, uh, right, February 24th, we want to hear from communities if they're interested. We want to make it pretty easy for communities to express interest. This is not a, a you know, pursuit of a, of a grant or um, a complex undertaking like that. We just want uh, a community representative to explain in a couple pages what their needs are, uh, and why a planning process related to broadband and community development might be helpful. So it's a pretty low bar in our view. We hope community representatives will be thoughtful, um, but, but we don't want to make it too hard. Um, but yeah, you've got about a, a little less than a month left to get your thoughts on, on, a, on a couple pages. Let us know who you'd be partnering with, and then we'll take a look at those. Uh, we, EPA, and, and USDA will take a look at the expressions of interest we've received at the end of the month, and I expect in March we will uh, select five uh, partners that we think, you know, we, we, we best explore this with as we develop this program. And then after the program, you know, after the, we've worked with those five communities, we'll take stock and say, hey, we're, we're you know, did this work? Were we helpful? Did we help these communities to, to do things that, that were you know, put them in a better position to um, yeah, attract investment, and hopefully we did. In, in which case, we'll continue the program. Uh, if, if if not, we'll we'll say, well, maybe we'll retool or or try again. But uh, you know, we're just looking for uh, communities that want to explore these possibilities. Okay, so it's not necessarily such a um, a, a funding program as much of it, it's a uh, assistance program. Would that be so, a good? Yeah, I mean, look, we've seen in many communities around the country, the ones that are organized, the ones that have plans, the ones that have partnerships, the ones that have buy-in from various community members, whether uh, businesses or utility providers or, or, or you know, government, you know, communities that organize themselves, get that buy-in, have that plan, they tend to get the investment. And we've seen that again and again. And I'm not saying money is not a barrier, but mm -hmm. we have also observed that if you don't have a good plan, it's, it's not likely or it's less likely that you're going to be able to overcome any financing challenges. So, so we would, you know, uh, from our observations, we, we, we would say, you know, having a good plan and that buy-in, that gets you to the starting line. And in this case, the particular plan we're, 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 we want to help communities with is using broadband for that place-based development purpose. Use it to revitalize your main street. Use it to consciously revitalize a neighborhood. Um, that that's the plan we want to come up with. But but yes, we're not gonna we're not gonna write you a check, but we we. Uh, hope and expect that at the end of this planning process, you, the community, will be in a much better position. And uh, mm -hmm. we've certainly seen that with other technical assistance programs we've had. Right. Okay. And it's 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 more um, a part of the whole rather than the whole thing. Um, just to make sure that people understand, you know, what it is and what it isn't. Right. So that you're you're. Um, should look at this thing as a part of a, a a larger planning process, and then at the end, um, hopefully, it will push you, that's the community, in the right directions 
to find funding, other resources, and so forth to move the project forward. Yeah, and and it and and you know a lot of the times this is just what a community itself is doing. I mean, we've seen examples where. Uh, you know, a community organizes itself, and and it's it's not necessarily you know saying we're, we we need more outside funding, but it's just saying you know we're going to take advantage of what we have, and 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 broadband could be one of those assets. It it, it could also be other um, assets that a community has, um, and and by putting that together, yes, you're creating something that's that's bigger than the, than the sum of the parts. You're you're trying to create a place where People want to be, and we've seen that that you know uh, a lot of young people, but but really lots of people who may have a choice in where they live, they will look to amenities, and amenities can be broadband, it can be recreation, it can be food, it can be um, you know is this a vibrant and fun place to be? And what we would love to do is is help communities that have economic challenges become a vibrant and fun place um, because then, you know, you may be in a position where that, that, that small amount of public investment could, um, you know, help you to uh, be the place where, where, where people want to live and work and invest in open businesses. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, we, we, you and I, um, discussed a short time for um, yesterday uh, the fact that um, we get very focused on the build-out, getting the plans for the build-out and the money for the build-out, and right, um, right. which is which is you know obviously necessary. Um, but there's also um, a need for this kind of planning because what you do with the network is is vital. I mean, you can build the infrastructure and it kind of sits there and even you can even get people connected, but if you're, you know, have this plan of achieving certain objectives, um that requires um planning. Yeah. Correct? I mean, that I think that's I think that's exactly right, Craig. I mean, that's exactly right. And and you can say it about broadband, you could say about any number of of, of other infrastructure investments or, or amenities. It's not, you know, broadband, I would say, is not the end goal. Um, just like having a, um, you know, a great local food scene is not necessarily an end goal. Those things are good in and of themselves. Yes, broadband is good in and of itself, but what does it lead to? How does it improve people's lives? How does it uh, you know, create economic opportunities. So, so that's right. And, 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 you know, so for broadband, but for really any uh, infrastructure investment, uh, whether it's transportation or electricity, you know, that's what we have seen here in my office is that the communities that think about those things as means to an end, they, 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 they can benefit. And, and that's, that's what we would encourage, um, you know, you to think about uh, in your own community. Now, now, granted, it can be a challenge if the infrastructure is there, but but you're right. A lot of times, the infrastructure uh, may be there in some form, or you the infrastructure may be coming in. And and what do you do with it? What is the purpose of that? How is it that that it's used um, to improve people's lives? Mm-hmm. 
and um, you know, I really I can't emphasize uh, enough the uh, importance of the thinking through what do we do after we have the network. You know, I, I'm looking and I'm talking to a lot of people, and you know, at one point, you know, you sort of get a certain amount of oh, we want to be the next uh, Kansas City or the next Chattanooga, and and you say well uh, that's fine. Um, but what exactly does that mean? And, uh, and it's right, right, as a matter of fact, I sort of I think about you know this and what this program kind of represents. When Kansas City, they were getting people together. You know, they, they had just been announced that, that Google's going to go to Kansas City, whatever number of years ago that was, and. Um, and so they did a fairly aggressive amount of the planning of getting various stakeholders, and they would bring them to divide them up into different areas of, of interest and and so forth. And um, and this went on for uh, several weeks of just getting information, uh, re- um, understanding the information, and going at more information and so forth. And that process of planning means that when they started to then build the actual physical infrastructure, that planning part, um, they they had people knowing what they needed to do to get that use thing worked out. Well, I I think, yeah, I think that's exactly right, Craig. And I I think Kansas City and, and Chattanooga, are, are two good examples of this because, you know, I, I think that's right. You're doing, you're planning it consciously. I'd also say those are two good examples to think about because, you know, their revitalization is is not solely due to broadband. It's part of, you know, it's one of several things that those cities and those uh, downtown neighborhoods have pursued. Chattanooga and Kansas City are fun places to be. And I would right. say in both cases, they're more fun than they were 10 years ago. Uh, you know, you can get local, you can get, uh, you know, great local food in downtown Kansas City. You can get great, you know, uh, you can go out and, and, and get a local, you can go to a local brew pub. Uh, there's recreation opportunities in Chattanooga that 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 weren't there. You know, you can uh, bicycle and 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 run along the river there. And and these are these are the sorts of things that are amenities. And and you know, it it's not a frivolous thing because those are the sorts of things that attract investment in people. And so so yes, what you're describing I think is really important. And and they're good examples because. When you're when you've got those broadband opportunities, whether it's 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 the real high caliber stuff that they have or or anything, you know, make it part of a broader effort to market yourself and and be you know a a place where where you want to go. And then all of a sudden broadband is is more than its piece. You know, you've done more than 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 wired people and businesses. You help to create a place, and that's that's what we at the EPA. Uh, as I mentioned at the outset, that's what we're interested in. We're interested in helping communities to create a place, a very fun and cool place to be, because that means investment, that means healthier people if they can walk and bike places and drive less. It means development is focused in an existing downtown rather than paving over new areas outside of town. Mm-hmm. 
And I, I think that it also points to um, an issue that we're having as, the, for example, in Tennessee, a number of uh, communities want to be like Chattanooga, but they can't uh, because of the, the state law that, that restricts broadband. Um, and so this whole, you know, back and forth is going on. And one of the things that gets uh, thrown around is, well, you know, what's the what's the value and what's the money, you know, return on the investment and that type of thing. And this is by people who are criticizing uh, public broadband. And uh, the count the comeback to that is, well, it's not just dollars and cents issues. And what you're pointing out is that the different um, aesthetic issues, the, um, the 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 quality of life issues, and so forth. These things hold uh, value, and it's kind of hard to um, to gauge sometimes, and even predict sometimes. But nevertheless, um, there's there's these intangible aspects, and um, you know, and, and you know, I sort of look at your program uh, as a way to adjust, address some of those intangibles. Absolutely. Right? Okay. Absolutely. I think that's, yep, I think that's it. And the weird ghost us now, I guess, is sort of the, you know, the, the you know, stuff. I mean, what what kinds of uh, ideas do you think might come about? I mean, I realize that we are in the earlier part of the pilot program, but I'm I'm guessing that somewhere in on on over the line um, of the last couple of months, someone's thought about this about what could possibly come out of this. What do you think might be the 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 outcome? Well, I'll tell you what, what I'm going to be interested to see, Craig, is, you know, you, you said that it's not easy um, on the telecommunications side to replicate what, what Chattanooga may have within the state. But what I'm interested in for the Cool and Connected program is saying, you know, if, if you don't have that, but you still have something, how can you use that? And so what I'm interested in seeing, depending on which communities express interest, is seeing those that say, well, we got something. We may not, you know, have the bandwidth that Chattanooga has, but we got something. And, you know, you know, how can we make use of it? We want to explore the possibilities. And um, because we're talking about placemaking and, and using it as an asset but combining it with other assets, what I'd love to see is examples come out where, you know, again, the, the, the bandwidth is, is, is maybe modest or, or maybe medium, but you're, you're – you know, you're figuring something out, um, and so we want to explore. A Wi-Fi zone may be part of it. Part of it may be marketing. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing, and it could be marketing within the community itself. I mean, you talked about um, uptake. I think you, you, you referenced that. I mean, sometimes there's barriers to organizations and, and people engaging in, um, you know, the online world because of cultural issues um, uh, or just, just force of habit. And those are things that I'd love to explore with, 
with the place and, and, and see how you might overcome them, again, for the purpose of, of creating a, a main street or a neighborhood that is, that's a fun place to be. One, one metric I, w I would say is, you know, it, it, you know, pursuit of the millennials and, and the, you know, isn't everything, although that is a big economic force. But I would say what I would love to do through this program is, is, is see, you know, one or more small towns that try to picture the, the college graduate from their area and trying to, 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 you know, do what they need to do to say, well, when that person who may have gone to high school in our small town, you know, goes off to college and has a choice of where they're going to live, are they going to come back to our town? And uh, that's what I'd love to think about. And so maybe an outcome of this, this, this project is we find the communities that say, you know, we're going to come up with a plan that uses our assets and, and help, helps begin to create a fun place to be, even if we're a small town, so that that recent college graduate wants to come back and, and wants to open a business or, or, or wants to do something in, in, a, in a way that they're going to be here rather than off in, off in a big city. And I've seen that happen. I will say, Craig, I've seen that happen um, because there are a number of people who, who prefer life in, in a smaller town or in a rural community, but a lot of times these people, if they have a choice in, in where to live, even if they want to live in a small town or a rural community, if, if there aren't those amenities there and aren't those economic opportunities, they may reluctantly go elsewhere. So that's what right. I'd love to see as an outcome of this, of this project is, is finding those, those test cases, those pilot cases where a smaller community says, yeah, we want to we're, we're, we're going to be a cool place to be. We're going to consciously plan it that way. We're going to use broadband, whatever we got, to, uh, you know, to, you know, we're going to advertise it. We're going to use it. We're going to get the merchants on board. We're going to increase the uptake of it, and, and that's going to be an asset. Hmm. Um, and it's, it's interesting to me um, because, you know, I've been hearing since the, the days of Nuni Broadband uh, you know, literally a decade ago, um, everyone sort of had this vision. This, they have had this vision that will build um, high-speed um, connectivity. In this case, wire, wireless initially, um, and we're going to use it to draw people, young people, in, or keep them from going away in the first place. And um, I've always been you know, probably mildly amused by the um what I would call the sound bite of broadband, right? Because that was one of those things that um mayors everywhere when they're talking about um you know why they wanted to have mini Wi Fi, uh we wanna keep the young people there. And um and then so here we are ten years later and we're starting to get to that same bit of soundbite broadband uh vision and envisioning of stuff um and people saying well we're going to do what we can to kind of halt you know bring these people back and to keep them there um yeah i mean when they yeah. you know when they when you hear these things but you know it's like the 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 this the difference between uh, espousing this uh idea or this goal and actually doing it, you know, can be very different things. And I think that that's um, again, I'm not sure I'm doing this, explaining this right. That's what you guys 
are doing. You're 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 well, saying like, yeah, oh. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think the key difference here, Craig, is that we're not saying that broadband is the one thing. Right, and I think that's the difference between what you were describing as as ten or more years ago. You know, uh, you know, some may have thought, well, this is going to be it. If if only we can get this in place, it, it's going to keep you know uh, educated people. It's going to keep young people here. It's going to you know attract. So, for example, medical professionals. I mean, medical professionals are a lot of times really tough to recruit for rural areas or small towns. So, you know. Broadband in and of itself is not going to change that. But what we're talking about is it, it's one of several assets. So it's an amenity, it's it's something, but it's part of something bigger. So so I would say that's the difference in in what we're trying to do. And and one of the things about the fact that this is a federal partnership. So it's not just EPA, which, you know, we have some expertise in, in community planning and walkable communities, and then USDA has expertise in broadband. And, and so this, this combining of, of things um, is, is really what this is about. So, so, that's, that, so that's right. It, it, we're not claiming that broadband is the solution, but what we are saying is it can be part of of the solution and, right. and just go back again to those those you know we were talking about Kansas City and and uh, and Chattanooga but it's not it's not just them you you, you could think about uh, you know Danville Virginia or Waitsfield Vermont or some of these other places where you know broadband is part of something bigger it's not the only thing but it but it's part of something and in each of those places um, you know those 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 young people with the choice. They may very well want to stay there, and it's not just because of broadband, but it's but it's because it's a it's a it's a fun, active, vibrant place for you know a, a, a number of reasons, and 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 it comes back to the planning. I mean, the the those those things they tend not to happen spontaneously. I mean, they 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 tend to happen because community leaders and the infrastructure providers they get in the same room, they're talking to each other. You know, they're saying, well, if you're going to do that, I'm going to do that, and, you know, here, here's the plan, and, and we, we try to stick to it. If you're pulling in the same direction, you got a lot better shot. Right. And, um, you know, and that, that's, a, that's a, big, um, a big factor, uh, I have to say. Um, but, by the way, I'm, I'm, I've thought about this uh, sort of my subconscious for the last mm, day or so. Um the the impact on commuting, right? Because obviously the the EPA is concerned with you know the environment and so forth and so on. Um, we, I think, assume and we in the industry assume that um, broadband will have an impact on the compute uh, commuting patterns of folks. Now it may not be as severe in the rural areas because there's not as many people, but definitely when you start to talk about big cities, uh, you know, urban centers and so forth, that you know that um, quality of broadband can it have an impact on the commuting patterns enough that you know you, you know the EPA would take notice. Well, I um, 
I, I don't know the answer. That's a good question, Craig. I, I, I don't know, and so I probably shouldn't take a guess. I mean, other than to say that I wouldn't be surprised if there is an impact, but uh, I'm, right. I'm, I just don't have the expertise to tell you what uh, that impact would be. It, it may very well have been studied, and um, that that information is available. But I, I, I would say that you know we're dealing with people here, and uh, we are a social creature. And so um, I'd say that if there is an impact uh, from being connected and how you're able to work, and certainly, I mean, I, I mean, certainly we've seen that. I mean, we we know that people now are much uh, more able, uh, and businesses are taking advantage of that to to work in a different sort of way or in different sort of places than they did before. So certainly it's had an impact, but yet we still, uh, you know, we don't overcome our humanity. And so we still uh, generally tend to seek out um, other people for things. Now we may not be in, in the cube next to somebody all day like we were before, but um, people still tend to uh, seek out uh, social contact um, with each other, whether for business or for uh, fun. So, you know, I, I, I guess I would just say, regardless of what the particular impact is on, on uh, commuting patterns and how it has already changed that or will change that, I'd say we're still talking about people and, and how we can help people to be able to be in places that are, you know, live, work, and play in places that are better for the natural environment. That's that's what we're interested in. Um, so so yes, EPA is you know certainly has a an interest in this and in whether and how people need to drive places, whether for work or otherwise. But that's really what we're talking about with this cool and connected uh, planning assistance. Is that we want to help uh, communities get wired and and become a good place to be uh, in a already built neighborhood because. Those are the, you know, if you're if you're reinvesting in in a place that already is developed, that increases the likelihood that you'll be able to get around without driving, or if you do have to drive, maybe you drive a shorter distance, mm -hmm. and uh, it increases the likelihood that you know we we won't have to uh, develop undeveloped rural lands um, when when there is new investment that comes. Mm -hmm. And I did interesting that um, you have. Tied in with the um, uh, USDA and the Rural um, Utilities uh, Service, um, is that? I mean, how, how does this whole partnership between those two, you, your two organizations, um, actually came came about? You know, roughly. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good question because uh, sometimes people. Yeah, we, we we do like to point out when federal agencies are working in partnership, of course, some folks who aren't all that familiar with, with the federal government would say, well, aren't you, aren't you always partnering? Shouldn't you always be working together? Uh, but, but, you know, the truth is, um, just as with any organization, there's, there's a risk that an organization, you know, gets inward looking. And, and so it is with, with, with offices in the federal government, when when we don't try to break out of our own silo, there's you know there's a risk that uh, you know we're not going to be t taking advantage of of the opportunities. So in this case, uh, our office here at the EPA, which is called the Office of Sustainable Communities 
for you know for for the past several years, uh, you know, since the Obama administration came in, we've really been working to to find those partnerships with with other agencies, and and the reason is that uh, place. Based development, meaning you know, again, trying to create walkable, livable, vibrant places. It, it's cross-cutting. It's 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 not just one thing that matters. It's it's a host of things: transportation, housing, jobs, you know, telecommunications. All these things fit together. So, we in our office that are trying to help communities become walkable, vibrant, connected, you know, livable places. We have a natural reason to try to seek out um, other agencies and say, "Hey, are you putting money into communities? Are you putting money into infrastructure? If so, let's think about whether we could work together in a way that serves people better and gives you a better return on your dollar." And and you know, the return on the dollar is a is an important thing for USDA. They invest a lot of money in in rural America. And one of the fundamental questions is, as much as we want to help communities, we want, when we're investing money, there to be a return, a return on that investment for the community and for the, the feds, if we're the ones that are putting up the funds, because we want to be able to, you know, be, be wise stewards of our dollars and, and have those dollars go farther. So, so that's why we in the EPA Office of uh, Sustainable Communities naturally seek out uh, other federal partners, whether at the Housing and Urban Development uh, Department or whether the Department of Transportation, or in the case of, of rural America, the you know USDA. So so we're we're all about the partnerships, but we think that that serves community better, serves communities better, and we think uh, it 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 can lead to a better return on the on the infrastructure dollar that the feds are providing. And I would say sure. that's true for broadband too. You know, we would mm -hmm. say to our, our our partners in rural utility service, hey, if you're going to be putting money into broadband, wouldn't it be good to know that if, if you're providing loans and grants to communities, that they're really going to, you know, plan ways and strategize on how to leverage that. So instead of just, you know, wiring it and you're done, you know, you're going to wire it, and 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 they're all going to be pulling together their businesses and their schools and and their downtown uh, organization. They're going to be pulling and planning in a way that says we got this, and and we're going to turn it into something bigger. Right. Now, um, where does the in the interest of uh, renewable energy and, and and the management of renewable energy is that an area that you guys are responsible for, or is it you and also the Department of Energy, or is it more them than you? Where where does that come yeah. play? Well, there are many federal agencies that are working to promote renewable energy. I will stop there because it's a bit beyond my area of expertise, but uh, I guess the answer to your question is yes, both EPA and DOAR. We in my office, just to give you a perspective from my office, again, my office, the Office of Sustainable Communities, we want to promote walkable, healthy, vibrant communities. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, renewable energy can certainly be part of that. We We have provided technical assistance to one or more communities that were interested in trying to develop community-based renewable energy systems. So that's one example where we, we've played. 
but but I would I would defer to my colleagues at in other EPA offices and and DOE and other federal agencies as the as the experts in in providing the infrastructure and and financing support for renewable energy. But we do have a small piece of that and. And like I said, from time to time, we, we have supported communities as they've sought to use renewable energy as part of something, uh, you know, related to uh, community development. Okay. Uh, one reason that this case sort of has come to my uh, mind is that um, I had a conversation uh, with a city uh, near uh, um, where I am in California, and... Um, they uh, got interest from a company to work with the city to um, create some sort of um, renewable uh, energy strategy and involve um, getting devices on people's homes, on rooftops. And, um, and, and fiber was a key part of the, the application. And uh, the the upside was that by getting that company to underwrite some of the cost, um, uh, this uh, being built, uh, built, built, they were able to um, take that infrastructure, or they expect to be able to uh, to be able to take that infrastructure, and now expand it to other. Community, I'm sorry, with other neighborhoods within the um, the town, and so I sort of bring this up to sort of point out that um, bringing, if you look at these things from a perspective, from, from a perspective of what's the end result, and then figure out who all has some interest in seeing you be successful uh, achieving that result, um, that's how you get partners and um, money from various sources, not just, um, uh, you know, the the, uh, RUS, but, you know, it could be a number of places. And I think that this idea needs to be, um, you know, to be infused or reinforced in this discussion of, uh, cool and connected of, you know, look at certain results and then work it back to, well, who's interested in seeing that achievement? And there's how you might find some new funding sources. Yeah, I think that makes uh, that makes a lot of sense, uh, Craig. And I'm, I'm actually interested in the example you just gave. That would certainly be uh, of interest to us if we had a community that wanted to explore via planning process, the sort of thing you were just talking about that takes advantage of, uh, you know, distributed power systems and, and, and uh, you know, the telecommunications that can go with that. That sounds really cool. And, uh, you know, so we're looking to uh, help communities get creative and, and innovate. So um, that, that sounds interesting. Cool. Well, I will make sure that we get that, uh, I get that information um, to you. Uh, because there's definitely a um, excitement in um, the place as, as San, San Leandro. The 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 um, the enthusiasm for which they see, you know, these these forward-looking solutions 
is a uh, a big part of the what I would call the government. You know, we talk about corporate um, uh, DNA or whatever. I think in the, the the case of government DNA, local government DNA, these folks are um, infused with this uh, pushing the envelope in new directions, right? And helping their their community be better as a result of them at this. And so um, this looking at a renewable um, energy, right? And didn't really think. I didn't think very much about it one way or the other, except for she then lays out this whole this whole idea of well, once you get the um, the infrastructure to facilitate the uh, renewable energy solution, then you just start doing a sort of almost like dominoes of all these different things that you can create as a community as a result of getting, you know, the, the infrastructure together. I mean, the same way, what was it, De, not Des Moines, uh, De, De, Dubuque in um, Iowa, where what they found was once they put a certain infrastructure in place, they started getting data, and all of a sudden things they hadn't thought about was was now doable because they could pull the information that says, well, if you do this, if you do this particular application, it has uh, an impact on commuting. It has an impact on uh, emergency services. You know, it's like all these things just kind of like blossom, and it's amazing how it works, you know, once you kind of get people to, like, think outside of the box, which is, I know, very uh, cliches, but I think that, you know, that would be what you'd want to do with Cool and Connected is to kind of get to a, people to move in a think, certain way and then let things kind of blossom a little bit and you start to find yet, you know, new ways to make things better for the community, which ultimately seems to be like what what you got, what your goal is with Cool and Connected. Yep, that's right. And, and, and you know, Craig, that just reminds me one of the ways to do that, get people to, to start thinking creatively and, and think outside of the box, to, to use the cliche, is, is get them together. You know, I mean, people, we tend to do well when we have an opportunity to hear each other's views, hear each other, uh, you know, ideas, and, and, and that tends to generate uh, more ideas, which is why the Cool and Connected Planning Assistance Program uses this model of of analysis, but then actually convening people in the community, bringing them together, getting them in the same room, you know, doing some some fun planning exercise and thinking things through. And and I've seen it happen. You get people in the same room from from different perspectives, um, and and ideas uh, ideas emerge, and um, a lot of times creative ideas emerge. So uh, I. I I think you're you're onto something there, Craig. That's uh, that's right, and that's what we we hope to do with this with this planning process is get people out of the the you know the silo that they're in, and and it's natural again. And any any place, whether it's a small town or a, a, a big city or a, a government office or a, a you know a, a company, I mean, we're all prone to it. it. It's just hard to continually think about you know who can I reach out to and who can I partner with because you, you you tend to get 
um, you know, enmeshed in your your day to day activities and and the goal that's immediately before you. So mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'll tell you, I've been to these community planning meetings, and and it's interesting. A lot of times you you go to a community planning meeting and. You know, and people from the community will stand up and say, "Hey, I didn't know you were doing that." You know, kind of looking at somebody else who may be who may be their neighbor, but you know, maybe a small town, and 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 they may know the person, but they say, "I didn't know you were doing that." Well, I'm doing this. I mean, and, and, and again, it's just a natural, it's just a natural thing. Um, but but a planning process, a good planning process, can can help you break out of that um, and and get the creativity going, get the coordination going. And, and just to emphasize the point I, I made earlier, when, you, when you've done that and, and, a, and, a, and a community, whether a small town or a, 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 a not so small town, when, when, when people exchange those views and, and hear each other and, and come up with a common plan, they're, they're just far better able to, to get something done and, and, you know, for other people to say, hey, I want, I want to be a part of that place, they, they look like they got their act together. Mm-hmm. And I will throw out something in my uh, in my latest uh, book. I talk about this I, uh, this idea of a uh, creation orientation, right? In a lot of cases, you know, we will hear, "Oh, we have a problem." You know, we're not we're not getting enough um, connectivity, or we're not getting uh, this problem resolved, and and so forth. And it creates a sort of a negative kind of um, kind of energy. And then you also get the the issue of uh, and as soon as you figure out how to solve that problem, then you're done. And you go, then you don't give it any more thought. But I sort of feel that this um, creation orientation says, well, what can I can, can uh, create? And when you put that question out there and say, you know, what can I create? with broadband, what can I create with renewable energy, you know, what can I create with, you know, the cool and connected um, program, you change the dynamic and all of a sudden people start adding different ideas and to to the point that you just made, um, you know, when you get them in in the room, they're, they're creating. And there's a certain energy, and people like, and they feed off of each other's energy, and they're also vested now because they've got this idea, and they see other people seeing it uh, and understanding it. That then they get like more momentum, and it just creates this uh, tsunami of of, of uh, planning and, and and creativity to where you do more with the. Um, the, the technology or the initiative or whatever, then you would have just said, "We're here to solve this problem and going home." And I think I, I think that's absolutely right. It gets it gets to the notion of broadband or these other assets as a means to an end. You know, what's what's the end goal? And if the end goal is a, is is a, a great community, a fun place to be, you know that that's that's a smart goal to have. And how can broadband can contribute it? But can contribute to that, but how can all these other things contribute to that? And you're absolutely right about the energy in a room. You can get people excited, get them on the same page, get them thinking and and ready to do something. One of the things we do with our planning process is, you know, when you've got that excitement and you're in the room together, you don't want that to end once you leave the room. And so we try to capture that in the strategy and action plan 
we come up with and we say not only, you know, here's the goal and, and, and here's the objective, but what is each person in the room going to do in the next, you know, 100 days? So that's one of the exercises we use to say when you got that excitement, you got those ideas going, but, but before you walk out of the room, you, you, you're going to say, and here's what I'm going to do. Here's my piece of it, what, you know, what I'm going to do next week or what I'm going to do, you know, by the end of that 100-day period. And that, that's a good way to, you know, um, you know make sure that there's that, that follow-up. Right. And um, another point, one, one of the, one of the uh, people in the audience um, mentioned uh, the, the idea of, of smart grids and um and i and i kicked off in my mind a question about um d- d- does the use of or the development of smart grid does this play into what you the epa uh is is interested in well i can't tell you i'm the guy that knows about the smart grid it sounds good that's all i can tell you but i i'm i'm not, i'm not the guy tell me what it is well, well, no. It's it's basically it's like saying leveraging the smart grid for um, you know getting uh, you know a part of this solution, this broadband solution, you know, and and how it might be um, you know by using um, the energy, the 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 electricity more efficiently, you know, it can create a number of benefits. For um, for a community, so I guess it's, it's, okay. it's basically saying, you know, can we, you know, in that inclusiveness that we're talking about, you know, yeah. be making sure that we're making that we're looking at the smart grid and how it might be a part of the the, the ultimate solutions. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, and, and what, you know, one, I mean, I would say one of the things about a community planning process is it's community driven. And so if a community either has a smart grid or is looking to develop one, uh, yeah, that, that should be integrated with other things that they're undertaking. And, and you know, that would include their, their telecommunications and, uh, you know, and, and their energy systems and, and other things. So, yeah, I think I, I, I think that's right. I mean, I think it goes into the same category of a, a community that integrates its assets and, and thinks about things and, and plans, um, you know, you know, plans how to make use of its assets more broadly is going to be much better uh, positioned and, and certainly a, a community that's that's you know, has smart grid investments either in place or on the way that could that could be uh, that could be a good part of it. Um, you know, just in the way that renewable energy could be. Right. We got about five minutes to go here. Um, one thing uh, you know uh, that I'm thinking about is the um, the data, right, and how we use the data to uh, refine. These kinds of ideas that'll come out of uh, cool and connected, and also creating new applications, right? So I'm assuming that you have um, or, or will have a way to um, gather data and and use the data to um, to, to both uh, qualify or quantify the the results that you're producing, but also as a way to plan. The next, you know, the next round of innovations that come out of this program. 
Yep, that's right. We're going to learn it. We're going to learn as we go. We're looking for for five interesting communities that have some needs, but but may perhaps want to get creative and and come up with a good plan. And then yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try to build off that. Uh, you know, a pilot program means we don't you know we don't have all the answers to start with. Um, but our <laughs> our you know I'll going to admit that. And uh, but that's that's part of the the fun thing about it is is hopefully we're gonna have some good community partners, and we'll explore things together. And, and you know, um, you know, some things may work, some things may not, um, but let's, let's try it. And then, you know, hopefully we're, we're smarter for, the, for that initial effort. And if we, if we do get some good models for uh, strategizing and, and developing action plans for, for broadband as a means to uh, creating great places, then we're going to try to capture that and and see if we can serve some more communities. Mm -hmm. And the one thing I would say, um, well, I'm kind of wandering back and forth a little bit, but we, when, when you're talking about agencies um, partnering, at, you know, at the federal level, um, there is also local and state variations of the Department of Tra Transportation, and um, either creating some sort of uh, uh, transit management application involving broadband um, or, or something along that line, you know, your the 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 ability to address the uh, commuting issue via traffic and transit management might be a thing to also consider in the you know in the cool and conducted uh, connected universe. That, that's a that's a great suggestion, and yeah, that that makes that makes good sense, Craig. Is, is departments of transportation, whether federal or the state or the the local um, offices, are often partners in our community planning processes, and I would expect that for Cool and Connected. In some cases, we're going to want to bring those folks on board for the reasons you mentioned. It, it also is again, if you're talking about placemaking and trying to. Uh, create a good, walkable, fun place to be where people are going to leave their money. Uh, you know, transportation is is often a big uh, is often a big part of that. So I would hope and expect we're going to be partnering with with transportation offices at various levels in in one or more of our communities where we work. Mm -hmm. Well, this is all very interesting. I'm I, I mean I'm very pleased uh, that you guys have developed this um, pilot program. Because, um, you know, as I said at the very beginning of, of, of the show, you know, the planning um, is a key part of the success of broadband, not only for the, the, the build-out part, but also the, um, the what things you're going to do with broadband. And so the planning is just is just key, I, I got I to gotta say. So I wish you guys uh, plenty of luck. Um, you know, I want to keep in touch with what you guys are doing and, um, you know, in ways that we can, if there are ways that we can kind of help, you know, each other and that kind of stuff would be, uh, would be excellent. I, I just think this is a great, um, this is a great program. So thank you. Well, very thanks, much. thanks to you, Craig. This has been a lot of fun. We've really enjoyed it. And again, you can Google EPA cool and connected and you can see our call and we will look forward to our next steps. Excellent. Excellent. And um, to our audience, thank you very much for uh, being with us today. And uh, stay
stay tuned. We'll be adding you know more great interviews in the upcoming weeks. Thank you and goodbye. <laughs>